Hi, the Meet the podcast keeps going on to provide episodes upon draft country case studies seeking for risks and opportunities for deliberative communication. Now, it's the turn of Germany. Germany is a large country consisting of several federal states. Correspondingly, it will be a plentiful talk. We have Markus Kreutler and Susanne Fengler from the Technical University Dortmund in our studio to provide their observations. Germany! So, Media Delcom on the German case. And what we found while we were producing the case studies that Germany is in many ways a balancing act. Balancing, on the one hand, the complexity of the country with its federal rules, with the fact that, especially in the areas of the media and in the area of education, which includes media competencies, it is the federal states, the 16 member states of the Federal Republic, that are making most of the rules. And then on the other hand, it was also a balancing act between optimist and pessimist views in a way. We've seen from many partners that Germany is viewed from the outside in a very positive light, both in terms of data gathering, but also in terms of the rules and regulations in place. While when you're inside the system, you do notice that there is much more of a critical view. And in a way, both is correct many times. There is some conflict about the public broadcasters, about political influence that we've seen in past years or attempts to politically influence them, conflict between private publishers, mostly print and online publishers, and the public broadcasters. But then again, on the whole, the system is still comparably really, really healthy. It is still the best-funded system in the world, and it is still being used by a large part of the population. And that's true for many, many other discourses that we've seen. Print revenues are going down, online revenues have not been able to make up for this so far, but still the system is relatively complex and working relatively well. This kind of balancing act happened in many of the domains that we were looking at. So if we are looking, for example, at uh, the legal system, other than many other countries that we are analyzing within the project, the legal system in Germany had been developed and had been working in a certain way for quite a long time when we were starting our data gathering period from 2000 to 2020. So many of the laws and of the legal regulations were already in place and then the system could always count on the very strong position of the constitutional court that was safeguarding much of freedom, freedom of speech, for example, in Germany. There were some changes here when it comes to freedom of information laws, which were introduced on the federal level, which were introduced by many federal states, but then again, not by all of them, which again turns back to the question of federal complexity. We have a situation now where you can use these laws to get information from the federal level. You can use these laws in many federal states, but there are a few exceptions, negative and positive ones. A few that have laws that go even further, that even make it obligatory for administrations to proactively publish information. And there are other states where these laws are missing, so you cannot use them to get this information. And well, this situation of a relatively well-developed legal regulation is probably also true when we are looking at media accountability. 
So there are also different layers in terms of media accountability, if we look at the German case. And we can also distinguish between media accountability instruments and practices that come from the print tradition versus instruments and practices that come from the broadcast tradition. So the German Press Council is not the oldest, one, one of the older press councils in Germany being created in the 1950s. And as it is in also many other cases in Western Europe, it has been created in the period after the Second World War, in a time when there was wide public dissent about the quality of media. And there was also some political dissent about the role of the media in society at that time. And government actually threatened to interfere with a, let's say, state-led press council. And at that time, the private publishers reacted and created the German Press Council, which is in place until today, but which has, of course, now opened in past years also to the digital content produced by newspapers and magazines. Still, the Press Council is in some ways behind the examples of more innovative countries. For example, the discussions and debates are not public. There is still no multimedia press council in sight, uh, which tends to make media councils in other countries more relevant if they not only decide on print cases, but reflect the reality of the media system, which is multimedia also in their practices. And even though people continue to criticize the German Press Council as a toothless tiger, it remains a valuable instrument in Germany and an institution people look to and which from time to time again also makes widely discussed decisions. And apart from that, media journalism and print media is still, I would say, in comparison to other countries, quite influential in Germany and quite comprehensive. Even though the high times of media journalism are long over, so in the period around uh, the year 2000, when we had this media explosion due to new technologies, there was also an explosion of media reporting, media criticism in mass media. This has diminished also because it became very clear that the communication here is oftentimes not understood as journalism and journalistic coverage, but as strategic communication where one media house, media company seeks to expose another media company, which is actually a competitor. Uh, but still, compared to other European countries, we do have a decent amount of media journalism and that also produces a decent amount of transparency of what's going on in the media system. Accountability in broadcasting is managed on the one hand side by the boards of public broadcasters who are the point of entry for all accountability practices from the meta level. And also public broadcasters have created rather elaborate systems of media accountability in past years, including transparency and quality management systems. So they do quite a lot. And the private commercial broadcasters are overseen by Landesmedienanstalten, again, a federal institution. In, in terms of media accountability, social media is a huge factor. Institutions and individual journalists can easily get into the focus of social media attention, criticism, which can have very dangerous aspects. For example, 
journalists have been attacked because they critically report on people who <laughs> deny that corona is around and they have actually been also physically attacked but on the other hand also twitter debates also can promote to some extent transparency and accountability in the media So to have a look at journalism domain, we are just going to talk about one example here, and that's probably the print market and print concentration. And this is, again, a good example for balancing a rather optimist, the glass is half full, versus a rather pessimist view, the glass is half empty. And the inner German perspective has mostly been that the glass is half empty in the past few years. Print circulations are going down, concentration is going up. But then again, if you compare it to other countries, the 10 largest publishers have about two-thirds of the market, a bit less than that. The largest one has around 11% of the market. So these figures are worse than they have been before for the German case, but they are also not dramatic if you compare to some other countries. And one area of that market that is particularly important from the German perspective is really the regional and local markets where we have seen a major shift over those 20 years that we are analyzing. 20 years ago, it was still something that was criticized when a county had only one regional or local newspaper. This was something that was looked upon as difficult for local political processes. Nowadays, this is more or less the norm. It has been before my personal time here, but what we are getting told time and again about Dortmund, the city where our institution is, is that one of the reasons that it was founded here, that journalism education was founded here in Dortmund, was that there were three local independent newspapers when the institute was founded. 20 years later, you can still get three different titles, but with the same local content. So this has changed and this is seen as very, very critical. On the other hand, it is still absolutely the norm that you can get local journalism from a local newspaper. So in a way, it's again a question of balancing those views. And um, well, one chance that the German system probably has is that the monitoring capabilities of concentration and of the reach in the audience are relatively well developed. Actually, there are different layers from the legal and economic perspective. So Bundeskartellamt, the Federal Competition Authority, makes sure that there does not develop an undue concentration of power in terms of market shares, audience shares. So if there is a merger planned, media companies have to present their case to Bundeskartellamt and they have to check this case and will deny their consent if pluralism is endangered or could be endangered by the planned merger. And also there are other instruments which want to make sure that we don't have one media company dominating the media market. 
it's quite complex to explain, but the story behind it is actually that Axel Springer Verlag, Germany's biggest print publishing company, which is editing also Bild Zeitung, the tabloid Bild newspaper, has for a long time been considered too influential in, in Germany. And it seemed that if you want to govern successfully, you, you also have to deal with Bild Zeitung because Bild was supposed to be a huge opinion leader, especially among less educated groups, more working class people. And that was the megaphone of those parts in society. But now with a technological change, uh, also the role of built newspaper of this tabloid has declined in recent years. They still uphold a web presence, which is very popular. They also go into television. But in general, this strong influence of built newspaper has declined because there are now so many other free options to get information. So that was the idea behind. And also, I would say for a long time, it was an attempt to keep international investors out of the German media market. Nowadays, with all the changes in the media ecosystem in Germany, people are actually also quite glad for investors who want to invest in quality media. So here also the position has changed and there is more openness towards international investors in, in media companies as long as they make an effort to uphold hold pluralism in the media sector. And one of the results of our first case study was also that particular in this area of monitoring media pluralism and monitoring the reach of different media companies. Although the system is quite well developed and we are getting a lot of data which is accessible also for researchers, there are certain risks involved when it comes to the role that even single researchers are playing. We have been in the lucky situation of being able to depend on, for example, on research by Walter Schütz, who was doing very hard work to analyze how many actually independent editorial offices are existing and are producing print over decades, but he has um, unfortunately died a few years ago, so it is unclear at the moment if anybody is actually going to continue this very detailed work. Another researcher, Horst Röper, has retired, who was delivering a lot of detailed data on which publishing houses own which shares in what other publishing houses. So this is also a little bit unclear if we are going to keep the same level of quality that we were used to in the past decades. When we are looking at media competencies, we are actually having another interesting example of how the German federal system is playing out. First of all, there has been a huge shift over our time span of 20 years from a rather technical perspective on media competencies. In the early 2000s, everybody, schools as well as media authorities were interested in technical competencies, in how to use your video recorders, how to produce radio pieces for citizen radio or even citizen television, things like that. And this has changed immensely towards competencies of how to use the media, especially in an online environment. And they have also found their way into the schools in Germany, but in rather different ways, because education is one of the core competencies of the 16 federal states inside the Federal Republic. 
And at the beginning, it was not mandatory at all for them to have this kind of content in the curricula. So there were some federal states that introduced them earlier, others introduced them later, and maybe for different groups of students. And it is only a relatively new development that there is a framework, something that the ministers of schools or culture or however they are called in the different states have agreed on that fixes at least certain competencies that school students should have after leaving secondary education. But we are still having a very mixed picture uh, where each and every one of the federal states has developed their own way of introducing that into school curricula. Looking at media usage, we've already touched upon the topic a little bit, but I think one very important trend that we've seen when producing the case studies was that we still have pretty significant differences between Western and Eastern Germany, and we still have pretty significant differences between Germans who do not have any migrational background and those who do. And these can be viewed upon critically in a way that we are not reaching the whole society for social deliberation. On the other hand, if you wanted to take a more optimist approach, these are a lot more discussed and research as well as politics are a lot more aware of these differences than they probably were a few years ago. To give a global evaluation of the German case and of risks and opportunities in the German case, we think that when you are in a situation that can be evaluated as mostly favorable, at least in comparison to many other countries, you end up in a situation where you are mostly having risks. And these are risks of losing the good situation that you are in. So yes, if you compare the situation to other countries, we may have good data sources, we may have very well-established system when it comes to regulation, when it comes to safeguarding uh, freedom of expression, freedom of information, things like that. When it comes to the situation of the public broadcasting system, for example, in Germany, which are clearly assets of the system, But then again, of course, when you are in the system and you're taking a critical view, you are seeing the risks involved that you could lose this. Germany. This was the German deliberation upon findings in the draft country case studies to be published in July 2022. We shall carry on with country case study episodes in a week or so. I was Urmas Leut, the Mitteldelkom communication officer. Please tune in also to our next episode.